exploring the lives of ordinary Chinese people, sharing stories of impressive personalities. Life up close, presenting real China in real Chinese living. Life up close, where you can find out the latest about the ever-changing Chinese society. I'm your host Sam Duckett in Beijing. In this edition of Life Up Close, we will first tell you a story about how designers and engineers drew inspiration from traditional Chinese ceramics craftsmanship to build an iconic commercial complex in the city of Nanchang. So we call it What is architecture? It is a form of art called frozen music. And in the Nanchang Wanda Mall, the first thing, as we can imagine, is traditional Chinese culture. I have been involved in the architecture industry for 64 years, and I have built a lot of buildings. I think a building isn't just for practical use, but also serves a very important purpose: appreciation. After this, we'll take a look at what a young Chinese pianist will offer to her audiences at a concert in Beijing next month. My last stop is Beijing. In addition to my solo performance, I would also join hands with all those teachers who have ever taught me, including a piano duet and a performance on three and even four pianos with other pianists. Lastly, we'll take a look at this year's Beijing Foreign Language Festival. I love foreign language activities. I study German, and the dean told me that there will be many foreign language activities, and that's why I'm here today. I expect to learn more about the culture of different countries and to communicate with people from different countries. Stay tuned. China is known throughout the world for its elegant blue and white porcelain, but this exquisite traditional craftsmanship isn't just restricted to small receptacles. The craft has been used to build a massive, iconic building complex in the city of Nanchang, the capital of central Jiangxi Province. The building complex, called the Wonder Mall, has been crafted out of various shapes of traditional Chinese porcelain bowls and embodies the attractiveness of traditional Chinese culture in modern times. The construction of such a cultural An architectural masterpiece has only been possible thanks to the devotion of a host of the best Chinese porcelain designers, engineers, and architects. Manling has the details. In July 2005, a Chinese blue and white porcelain bowl with a picture on it that was entitled "Gui Guzi Going Down the Hill" was sold for an immense 14 million pounds at Christie's auction in London. Constantly being sought by international collectors, this type of ceramics is seen as China's national porcelain, a symbol of traditional Chinese culture. No one can imagine that a huge architectural complex can be built out of such fine art. It took one group of porcelain designers and engineers in Nanchang to do just that, achieving the impossible and making the dream a reality. Along with China's rapid economic development in recent decades, Nanchang has become a vibrant modern metropolis. Wanda Mall was finished in June this year and has become a new landmark of the city. The 26 different buildings of the mall replicate, on a far vaster scale, traditional Chinese porcelain bowls. 
In fact, the very scale, 400 meters long and 200 meters wide, make the buildings the largest blue and white porcelain architectural complex in the world. The radius of its largest building, which is shaped like a porcelain pot, is 65 meters, with the height of the tallest pot towering 28.5 meters. The entire area of the building complex is 191,500 square meters. The buildings have three stories with an area of 70,000 square meters for each floor. Three types of businesses Cinemas and amusement parks, shopping streets, and aquarium pavilions are distributed inside. With the bustling business inside and the surprising patterns outside, visitors coming here cannot help but gasp at what stands before them. It's pretty much the regional style of Jiangxi province. Its shape is round. This is rather uncommon among buildings. I think it's quite novel. It looks different. In fact, Jiangxi province has a rich cultural heritage and has been famed for its porcelain industry for hundreds of years. Situated along the banks of the Ganjiang River, about 20 kilometers away from the Wanda Mall, the pavilion of Prince Tan has witnessed the ups and downs of the province's capital city over more than a thousand years. The famed 7th century poet Wang Bo once wrote an oft-recited verse in praise of the beauty of the city. The rosy sunset accompanies the lonesome duck in the sky, and the autumn river shares the color of the stretching sky. This famous verse has entrenched Nanchan in the minds of many Chinese people ever since then. The pavilion of Prince Tan is a representative masterpiece of China's ancient architectural art. Over 1,000 years, it was destroyed and rebuilt again and again. Now, it remains the main landmark of Nanchang. For a city like Nanchang, the emergence of the Wanda Mall is ingenious. Although it's a modern building complex, it echoes the cultural past with its millennium-old appearance, so it's innovative and fashionable, yet traditional at the same time. But what may surprise many is that the original idea of building such a complex wasn't even Chinese-born. In fact, the idea came from British designer Mark Fisher. Sadly, Fisher only managed to provide the overall design of the Wanda Mall before he passed away in 2013. But his Chinese counterparts were determined to turn his blueprint into reality. Construction of the Wanda Mall began three years ago, but there would be problems ahead for Chinese builders and workers. It's easy to make one piece of blue and white porcelain. How difficult would it be to make tens of thousands for a building? Originally, the designers and workers in a local porcelain factory thought they would be unable to overcome such a challenge. Li Hao is engineer of the Research and Development Department of Jiangxi Simic Tile Company. We had made different shapes of porcelain before, but this is the first time we'd handled such a large workload to make each piece different. 
Take the phoenix playing with the peony, for example. It has more than 6,000 pieces altogether. This was unimaginable, impossible before. Even with decades of experience in porcelain making, no designer in the factory had replicated the patterns onto tiles before. From the moment the project began in 2013, attempts were made and failed again and again. At last, a solution was found. Li Hao explains. For example, the phoenix playing with the piano had to cover 33 rows by 95 columns, and each piece had to be different. Each of our designers took a couple of rows each. Li Hao says 13 designers took more than three months to finish eight groups of patterns on the 26 vases of the Wanda Mall. Because of the circular arcs of the architecture, the most challenging part was the connection and contraposition of each tile. Li Hao says the standard was so high that. They could only tolerate a deviation of two millimeters in the contraposition work. So, how were the blue and white patterns sprayed onto the tiles? The 800 by 800 millimeter tiles made in production lines to a unified specification were cut into the different sizes required by the actual design of the buildings, and each of these tiles had to be sprayed in a distinctive pattern. For the overall aestheticism and stereoscopic effect, the thickness of the color had to be right. When it came to the transitional parts of the pattern, the gradient change effect had to be made when the glaze was sprayed, and this was much harder than an average batch of glaze spray. The chief engineer of the tile factory, Zhou Xingrei, says this kind of demand was why their original attempts failed. In the industry, we call this problem flattening. For example. These separate linings on the tiles. This problem is down to the jamming of the spraying nozzle or the entire module of the ink spraying system. To solve this problem, the tile factory imported a production line from Italy, which has 360 spraying nozzles. Zhou Xingrei says this modern production line is effective. Its main feature is the relatively high amount of ink spraying. The high demand for the amount of ink spraying is met for the entire surface. Second, its spraying nozzle system carries an internal cycling system. It prevents the spraying nozzles from jamming, so it can solve the problem of lining and faithfully represent the original color of the blue and white porcelain. In traditional Chinese porcelain making, firing is the most challenging of the 100 also procedures. The difference of time span, temperature, or even the position of raw vessels in the kiln can easily make a difference in the color of the end product. Traditional Chinese kilns can not. Provide for the large number of tiles needed by the Wanda Mall. As a result, the tile factory had to import a foreign kiln with advanced technology. And with this kiln, workers can accurately control the timing, temperature, and position of tiles inside it. The temperature deviation in a traditional kiln 
is usually between 5 and 10 degrees Celsius. A modern one can keep the deviation within a range of 3 to 5 degrees Celsius, and this ensures the average color of the end product tiles and the eventual effect of the blue and white porcelain. With porcelain on such a huge scale, one might think that the overall effect is the most important thing and that perfection may not be essential. But at least one person would disagree. If the color of the porcelain shows even a slight difference, he would refuse to sign his name to approve it. He is He Bingqing, a professor from the China Jingdezhen Blue and White Porcelain School. He Bingqing is one of a dozen representative masters of the Chinese blue and white porcelain arts. His works impress people by being simply modeled and elegantly adorned, mostly with flowers or birds as the pattern. When He Bingqing first joined the Wanda Mo project, he knew he was given a challenge as well as an opportunity. The challenge was that no one had ever put the art onto such a large building complex. He didn't even know what materials and techniques should be used. And his opportunity was that he would try anything he could imagine. The porcelain master quickly got down to work. I presented two designs at first. I made this one first, the design which is closest to the traditional Chinese painting pattern. The unselected design is more abstract. In comparison, this one is more realistic. It was eventually chosen because it's more tangible and more fitting for a large wall on a building. Because of the tight schedule of the Wanda Mo project, He Bingqing says he spent only 20 days or so between taking on the task and completing the sketch of the blueprint. I had little time due to the tight schedule of the project. I sometimes stayed up until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and sometimes I worked all night long. In just 20 days, almost 100 sketches were drawn with more than 20 themed patterns. Eventually, the most symbolic traditional blue and white porcelain patterns were chosen for the Wanda Mall. Traditionally in China, the most popular and symbolic patterns are phoenix playing with the peony, dragon and phoenix bringing prosperity and prolonging longevity among others. The designs were drawn, but it was another challenge to put them onto the actual buildings. The designs are processed on computer using a special process, which is called vectorized processing. This process both maintains the feature of hand craftsmanship and presents the modern technology. Before finally installing the painted tiles, He Bingqing compared the built modules on site with the blue and white porcelain bowls time and again. Even the slightest deviation of color depth was unacceptable. Only a color totally matching the porcelain bowl could pass. And this was the rule for every single tile sample he was presented with. 
最后呢，我就是看到。I think I rejected them five or six times. It wasn't until I saw it was close enough to the color I thought was acceptable that I would let it pass. If I was not so strict, the final product would have been a mess. Over three years, He Bingqing has lost count of how many times he has been to the construction site. Each time he went with expectations, and each time he was pleasantly surprised. Now, whenever he is free, He Bingqing will go to see the Wandang Mall, taking photos and appreciating the patterns. He says the building is like his own child, and he has watched him come to life through all the hard times. He believes. No other blue and white porcelain designers in his lifetime will ever have the chance to combine the traditional porcelain craftsmanship and modern architecture to make such a unique masterpiece. Eighty-six-year-old Yang Sixing is chief civil engineer of China, the most senior title in the field of architecture in the country. Yang speaks highly of the Wandang Mall. So when you are building. 建筑就是凝固的音乐，啊，叫 frozen music。What is architecture? It is a form of art called frozen music. And in the Nanchang Wanda Mall, the first thing, as we can imagine, is traditional Chinese culture. I have been involved in the architecture industry for 64 years, and I have built a lot of buildings. I think a building isn't just for practical use, but also serves a very important purpose: appreciation. Indeed, the Nanchang Wandang Mall is believed to be a lasting treasure of modern Chinese architecture, just like the time-honored blue and white porcelain it embodies. Thanks, Manling. Now let's have a short break, and then we'll share with you the music and dreams of a young Chinese pianist. Stay tuned. Everywhere you look today, China is in the news. But what about the lives behind the stories? How do ordinary Chinese live and work? Life up close answers the questions in your mind when you think of China. Over a billion people and as many stories from all over this vast land. Life up close, bringing you all you need to know about the real Chinese living here in China. You are listening to Life Up Close. Chinese pianist Tian Jiaxian, a rising international star, has recently announced that she would give a concert in Beijing next month. One of the highlights for her concert is her collaboration with several of her teachers in piano duets and performances that use three and even four pianos, respectively. Xu Fei takes a closer look. Thirty-year-old Tian Jiaxin is now putting herself on a China nationwide tour, giving concerts in a number of Chinese cities. Her Beijing concert would mark an end to her show. Thus, according to the young pianist. She has special arrangement for that concert. 那么作为最后这一场北京这一场呢，我们形式会有所不同，那就是我会选择跟不同教过我的这些老师们。My last stop is Beijing. In addition to my solo performance, I would also join hands with all those teachers who have ever taught me, including a piano duet and a performance on three and even four pianos with other pianists. An orchestra would play for the latter half of my concert. Pianists would not only play piano. But also conduct the orchestra. All these will add to the audience's expectation. In 2010, Tian Jiaxin moved to New York 
and chose the Manhattan School of Music to further her study of piano. Professor Jefferson Cohen, Tian's Manhattan School professor, was quoted as saying that Tian has the special talent to connect her feeling and mind to her fingers. Jefferson Cohen would also join Tian's Beijing concert as a guest performer. For this part, Tian Jiaxin would like to explain the occasion. In terms of program arrangement. I think it would give audience a fresh take. A video and my impromptu interpretation would be offered, and I would also cooperate with child violinists. Having been born in Beijing, Tian Jiaxin hopes to express her feelings for Chinese culture through this performance, which also includes playing a folk song of northwestern China's Shanxi Province. She said that she wants to contribute more to the music and cultural exchanges between China and other parts of the world. So, in in the upcoming new phase of my life, I would continue my efforts in music exchanges, spreading outstanding Chinese music to other parts of the world. Meanwhile, I would introduce what I've learned abroad back home. Tian's piano concert in Beijing is scheduled for the seventh of November in the Poly Theater. Thanks, Xu Fei. Now let's take a short break, and lastly, we'll take a look at the 18th Beijing Foreign Language Festival, staged about 10 days ago. Stay tuned. If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at cri dot com dot cn. You are listening to Life Up Close. Roughly ten days ago, the 18th Beijing Foreign Language Festival opened in the Chinese capital, attracting local residents as well as foreigners to enjoy exchange of language and culture. At around 10 a.m. on October 15th, the opening ceremony of the festival was initiated at the main venue in Chaoyuan Park in northeast Beijing. The ceremony was kicked off by primary school students performing dances to welcome all the visitors. Then two hosts introduced representatives from different industries and experts and volunteers of the Beijing Speaks Foreign Languages program. They were invited to start the journey of learn foreign languages, promote exchanges, prepare for the Winter Olympic Games. The event was organized to help promote cultural understanding in the lead up to the 2022 Winter Olympics to be held in Beijing. Visitors to the festival include many students of different grades from both China and overseas. I love foreign language activities. I study German, and the dean told me that there will be many foreign language activities, and that's why I'm here today. I expect to learn more about the culture of different countries and to communicate with people from different countries. Yeah, I will say that、uh, it will be some nice place to visit today. So that's the main reason why I'm here, and I have、uh, been here with my friends. Well, so so far it's really nice, and I hopefully、uh, will see much more of it. And this, well, if I'm not studying, I want to see something in Beijing. So that's the reason why I'm here as well. The festival includes many activities such as support the Paralympics, bilingual show on traditional Beijing culture, foreign language fun and games, and so on. 
The Beijing Foreign Language Festival was first launched on 2002, one year after China was admitted to the World Trade Organization. The event has been sponsored by the organizing committee of Beijing Speaks Foreign Languages Program and the Foreign Affairs Office of People's Government of Beijing Municipality. With that, we come to the end of this edition of Life Up Close. Hope you have enjoyed it. For more, please log on to our website of newsplusradio.cn. For our program producer Yin Shouqi, this is Sam Duckett in Beijing. Bye for now.